For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. up welcome back to another episode of lead singer syndrome recorded from taipei taiwan that is where i am currently sitting in the taipei airport it has been a crazy last few days my band silverstein was over here in asia we played a show in manila And as we were playing the show, and I'm not saying we caused this to happen, but it was a really good show. It was an awesome show, actually. Well, a volcano erupted in Manila while we were on stage playing. And that was only about 30 miles away from where we were, which is pretty nuts. And there was ash, there was smoke, haze in the sky... And we couldn't leave. We were stuck in Manila for, well, we were supposed to actually not even be out yet because they couldn't get us on a flight. But now we were able, luckily, to get out because the wind started blowing, I guess, towards the south, away from Manila. So they were able to get some airplanes off the ground. But it was looking crazy. And it was like, at any moment... That volcano could have erupted again, and who knows how long we could be stuck there, because you can't, I guess you can't fly a plane into the volcanic ash in the sky, because what happens is it goes into the plane engine, um, heats up from the the heat of the engine, and turns into lava. So, uh, yeah, I, I, um... It's been a real crazy last couple days. I want to thank all the people in Manila who were so sweet to us, especially, you know, the promoter, Pulp, and all the people working for 
for them that just took such good care of us and drove us to the airport and back and the airport and back when we couldn't get a flight and made our hotel arrangements and everyone at the B Hotel in Manila as well. It's It's been crazy and um, I am very happy that we were able to get out of there unscathed and we're not even going to miss any shows. We had a couple days off between our Manila and our Hawaii show. So it worked out and we're going to be on our way to Hawaii in a few hours. We'll be playing there tomorrow or today probably if you're listening to this. So if you're in Hawaii, the great state of Hawaii, please come and hang out with us. We're playing at Hawaiian Brian's playing Discovering the Waterfront from start to finish. So it's going to be a really, really, really great show. And if you don't live in Hawaii, you're very unlucky. But if you live anywhere else in the world, make sure you check out Silverstein20, Silverstein20.com. That has all of our shows we have booked so far this year, celebrating 20 years. We're doing a lot of stuff. So get tickets, get VIP, check that out right now. Anyway, this week, an amazing episode with a guy that I have wanted to have on the show since I started this thing. He is the epitome of of lead singer syndrome, Mr. Michael Starr of Steel Panther, a band that I have been, I mean, I talk about it pretty much right off the top of this interview. I talk about how I've been seeing them play since 2005 when they weren't even called Steel Panther yet. So I'm a big fan. This was a lot of fun. Gets a little serious at times. Um, You know, it's not just all dick jokes, uh, although there is a quite a bit of that in this but uh, it was really really great to pick Michael's brain and he's a great dude and I am so happy that uh, they were so gracious they had me out to their show and and took time out of their very busy schedule to, to do this so uh, I really 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 do appreciate that uh, before we get into that I want to remind you guys you can always get in touch with me you can hit me up I read all my email leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com make sure you follow us on social media at Lead Singer Syndrome on Instagram, at Lead Singer Sin, S-Y-N on Twitter, we're on Facebook, all that good stuff. And if you want to support the show, please check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. If you want bonus content, more episodes coming at you, it costs as little as $6 a month. You get that bonus material. You also get access to merchandise, merchandise shipped to your house, and you get to be a part of a great community, interaction with other fans of the show, interaction with me. I do Q&As. We have meetups all over the world. We got over 400 members, and it is a good time. And most importantly, it's what keeps this show going every single week for free. Without the All Access Club, I could not do that. So if you want to throw me a bone, check it out. The link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. And by the way, I am so excited about some of the great guests we have booked that are going to be coming up in the coming months. It is a very, very exciting time for the show. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're on it. And if you do enjoy the show, tell a friend, tell a loved one, write a review on iTunes. It all helps. Anyway, let's get into it. This week's episode with Michael Starr of Steel Panther. Cause my heart belongs to you. My love is pure and true. My heart belongs to you. 
My cock is community property. You're the only girl that I like to screw when I'm just not choo, 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 choo. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? Oh, my God. No way. Oh, we're doing it. I'm here with Michael Starr of Steel Panther. Dude, thank you for having me... Uh, into your home. I'm on the back of the Steel Panther bus right now. Yeah, and I don't know if Alone you Alone with Michael Starr. Behind you is some artwork. I that, was wondering uh, about this. It's uh, it's for the people that can't see this, which is everybody, it's a, a big art piece. Yeah, it's a big art piece. It's uh, hard to explain. It's one of those subjective four by three pieces. Feet maybe. It's a subjective piece from Toronto, Canada that our drummer Sticks picked up Okay. for his mansion in Panorama <laughs> City. Okay. And uh, he is... Um, He's started to collect art now. That's really that's cool. Until someone drunkenly runs into it, yeah, or totally, it's lasted four shows so far. So we'll yeah. see. So it's Excuse how much me. more of the tour do you have? Uh, we have another week and a half, I think, and then we we go home. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, it might survive. We're gonna yeah. put it on the the equipment pallet for a long shipping two weeks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm from Toronto, actually. Oh, are you? So yeah. Yeah, there's a a place he got it from called Urban Something. I forget the name of it, but it's a chain out there. Urban Barn. Urban Barn, dude. That's the thing. Yep. My friend's a manager. I could have got you a deal. Oh, really? I'm gonna yep. tell him. He's gonna be so bummed. Yep. Shout out to my friend Danny. Uh, dude. So um, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. This is Thank really you. cool. Thank you for doing this. And the podcast is called Lead Singer Syndrome. Which, yeah, okay, you're laughing. You get LSD, it. LSD, dude. Uh, okay, disease, yeah, yeah. leads to your disease. Um, and I feel like all the guests that I've had, almost all of them, they want to downplay that side of it. You know what I mean? They're, oh, no, no, we're all on the same level. Right. I feel as far like as the for band the is? first, yeah, like, oh, you know, we're all the same here. I feel like for the first time, I might actually have a guest. It's going to embrace the lead singer, uh, the LSD, a little bit. I have to tell you, a lot of things shot through my brain as you were saying all, all that dialogue, right? Uh-huh. So, number one, what shot through the fabric of that perspective was when ACDC switched her singer out and had the most massive selling record ever, Back in Black. Right. Right? And then... You have David Lee Roth either get fired or quit, <laughs> yeah. and Sammy Hagar get in the band, and they have even bigger hits. Except nobody more, liked them. The, but the bottom line is they <laughs> sold a bunch of... So what yep. I'm saying is the yep. great equalizer, right? Right. But yeah, I mean, if you really if you really want to bring it down... Even Satchel will tell you this. He'll say, look, man, everybody hears the singer first. It's just the way it is. <laughs> you know, And that's just the reality of being a singer. It's yep. like you know Motley Crue. When you think of Motley Crue... You think of Nikki Six, John Karabi. John, you think of John Karabi? I do not. No, right. no, he's is on the self-titled record. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I feel like um, Satchel. He might have the lead singer syndrome uh, worse than you. Well, we're all he's leads, a bit of a diva. We're all three of us in the front. Right. are lead singers. Right. Like uh, Lexi used to be in a band. Yeah, and he used to be the lead singer. And then so I was in a band, and I was lead singer and lead guitar player. Yeah. And then no, I heard uh, you shred. Oh, thanks. Cool. I was trying I to mean, find. Not thanks, but cool. I was <laughs> I was trying to find the video of you playing guitar. I couldn't find one though. Do you play much? Yeah, not not as much as I used to. Yeah, it's once I started working with Satchel thirty years ago. It's like I just I kind of just play it for myself now. Yeah, yeah, because he's so good. Like he's just a really yeah, amazing guitar player. He's an animal, dude. He's I just animal. uh, I don't know. And then Satchel, you know, he's a lead singer on his own too, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, lead singer and you know main songwriter of the band, obviously. Yep. And so when we first started jamming together, it was really tough 
because I was like, dude, you don't need to talk on the mic. I got this shit. Right. So get off the mic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lexi, be quiet. I'm, you know, because hey, man, this is what I do. I'm the lead singer. But that's not the way it is. We all no. share. Well, not as much anymore. Like Satchel, thankfully, is really he's good at talking to the audience. So he'll talk to the. <laughs> he'll open up the show and start it. Get it off the ground. And if I'm and it used to annoy me. I used to be. It used to be a struggle for us. Oh and, yeah, actually though. Oh yeah, totally. Because okay. I'm like, dude, I want to open the show. Who's <laughs> let me open the show? Right. It's like, but then once we started touring for real, yeah, you know, and putting out records, we were doing like three on, one day off, four on. But every day was a travel day. There was not really a day off, and my yeah. voice started getting tired. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so grateful he can talk to the audience because I need to like chill, totally and relax. So there's been a. A flip side to it, you know, so I'm able to uh, continue singing without working out my voice so much. Yeah. Well, the fans love that too, though. When you, the interactions, you know, between you guys, that's some of the best parts of the show is, is that. But um, I've, you know, been a fan of yours, been seeing you guys for a very long time. The first time I saw you, I think was like 2005. Wow. In Vegas when you were metal school. You were playing like, it was like behind oh. the strip. It wasn't on this trip. It was I can't remember Green the name. Green Valley of it. Ranch. No, 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 no. I saw you there too. I saw you there on Christmas, actually. Really? Oh my yeah. god, dude! My I... sister lives in Vegas. Oh, really? She lives in Henderson. Uh, no, she lives in Summerlin. Okay, yeah. But she, but I spend every Christmas with them, so That's I cool. saw you guys play on Christmas there once. But no, this was this was before that. And I can't uh, believe we played on Christmas. Can you? That's it, so it was, heavy metal. It was it was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> I still tell people I still laugh about this. So you guys did the whole show, and it's and it's Christmas, and like you can't escape it. It's fucking Christmas. Everyone's right. like got a little bit of, you know, and and you guys finish and do your encore, and you come back out, and you're like, um, so um, I know a lot of you guys have been drinking, and uh, it's the holidays, and we just want everyone to to be safe. So, you know, if you if you had a little bit too much to drink. Make sure you do some blow first, leaving you right out. <laughs> Before you drive. <laughs> Before you drive. Yeah, dude. I was like, he couldn't, like, not even for a second could he just be... Yeah, well, it's Christmas. a human moment. You have to be human. Well, you bring you bring it to bring it to being human, and then you like. But you know the the ironic thing is that's really what I used to think. I used oh, to think, man. man, if I just get some blow, I'll be able to drive. You know, and for real, that was my mentality back then when I was a kid. Wow, you know, like fifty years ago. Yeah. No. So, uh, Empire great, Ballroom. You look great for your age. Thanks, dude. I appreciate. I googled it. your age, and I was like, no fucking way. That yeah, that I'm getting old, dude. Fuck. Like people, that's sometimes the old man jokes that Satchel's making on stage. Like they don't always translate. That's because he's jealous. He, yeah. I'm the lead singer, and he really wants to be a lead singer. He does. You know, and it's it's hard, man. It's a big struggle. I want to be the lead guitar player and a lead singer, and I have to relent. You know, and then we also have the song struggle too. I want to write songs too. Yeah. You know, but we have a voting system, and whoever writes the best song gets their song in. Mm. Just the way it goes. So was it the Empire Ballroom you saw? That's what it was, Empire yeah. Ballroom. Yeah, uh, I remember I did some yep. blow off some strippers' boobies there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, it was the uh, what are the what do they call those uh, porn awards out there? Oh, the AVN. L- AVN, yeah, and, and that we were playing that one time there for that, and uh, there was blow everywhere and a bunch of fucking porn stars and. And I was like, well, I guess we're going to do blow and go sing. It was cool. It was a great night. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I saw you there twice. Really? Yeah, we used and, to play there weekly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like I it was happened we, to be there. We went for Green Valley, and we're trying to get on the yep. strip. We just couldn't get there. Yeah. You know, we're like kind of off on the Oscars. And, yeah, and then, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we used to play Summerlin 
1996, I think. Whoa, no. Every Tuesday night. We did it for like five, six months. Crazy. And we got fired because <laughs> they, they brought a new general manager. He said, no more derogatory comments and no... You know, swear words, let's clean up the show. So we went out there, we're like, all right, we, we're no longer allowed to talk about dicks, so we're going to talk about male chickens. <laughs> Cocks all night long, right? <laughs> the guy goes, you're fucking fired. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, it's crazy you guys have had such a, I don't want to say weird career, but it's, it's kind of backwards. Like, you guys started out as the residencies. You know, most artists, they do them at the end of their career. You guys were doing... I mean, multiple ones in Vegas at the same time. LA, yeah, we were doing uh, Friday and Saturday in Vegas. Yeah, and then House we're doing Blues, Green Rally Ranch. Those were the long ones I remember. Right, and yep. then we did Monday nights in Hollywood, wherever, whatever venue we could, and we did right. that for thirteen years straight. Thirteen years, yeah. and then we uh, went from, and then we did Wednesday nights in San Diego. We did that for eight years straight, every Wednesday night. And then we did Thursdays in Long Beach for a while. And so we were doing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we did... we it's and a then grind, we two, Oh, dude. It was like... But for us, it was great because we were just grateful to get paid to, to play heavy metal, right? So we're yeah. playing these shows, and the crowds are starting to build up, and... You know, we're picking up momentum as a cover band, and it was an exciting, super exciting time for us. I mean, the expenses must have been low too. Like we talk about the real what shit. expenses. There's no expenses. No, there's we no the cash. There's no the one night. to pay. You know, you guys. I I assume you guys just left your gear, left gear there, or whatever. No, and we like, didn't leave gear. The drummer brought his gear, or they had gear there. Yeah. So all they did, all Satchel and Lexi would do, would bring their guitars and basses and so. Sticks. So back to my story, and, and this segues into what we're going to talk about. So I saw you guys, I think, twice at Empire, I guess. And then, you know, I was back in Vegas a few times, and I guess I was missing your shows. And a couple years go by, and I'm like, do you remember that band Metal School? Like, what happened to them? And someone's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And I, like, Googled it, couldn't find anything. So I went on Twitter, literally went on Twitter and was like, there used to be this, like, band from Vegas, or I don't know where they're from. And, and someone's like, yeah, they're called Steel Panther now. Like, they're doing original songs. So I like crazy. So I Google it, and literally the next day after I Googled it, your first album came out. Really? That's amazing. It was story. such weird timing. Yeah. So I w- went, picked up the record, and fucking laughed my ass off, and was like, "This is fucking great and fantastic, and in some ways surprising because you know you guys must have ultimately had to take a step back to take the steps forward now you're playing here like 3000 cap room in Detroit Michigan yeah. which you probably didn't even know if that was possible at the time when Never. you guys were not were even just a resident 5 years ago and, right yeah i mean this is it just keeps slowly for us luckily it's a slow momentum up it's not a really quick up it's just word of mouth and slow that's yeah. a slow rise for us and you know we see it by our ticket numbers obviously you can't really go by your sales because it's hard to there really, aren't any, what sales how do you know you know yeah and streams are like they can be seductive because they sound killer but they don't normally they don't always translate into ticket sales so really the only thing you can go by is your ticket sales yeah. at shows 100% and, agree. who's coming out to your shows and and for us so far it's been it's been a, a nice slow rise for us it's no. been great no it's it's amazing but yeah I just like that that first record coming out and i i was like thinking to myself is this gonna work you know is this gonna work as uh, a band with like that can have longevity that can put out albums 
and it did really well. Did you guys think this is well? If this all fades away or fucks up, we just can go back to Vegas again. Well, you know, when that first record came out, we were we, still doing it. We were still doing residencies, yeah, because that was our lifeline for eating, you know, yeah. and and all that stuff. So and Sticks Mansion, the all well, Panorama City. I feel that's like a, I should sit over here. I'm like, uh, you I like bang my head against the the painting. I think it's, you can buy that. I mean, it's from Urban Bar. Urban you Barn, can okay? probably buy that at Walmart somewhere. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you know, we just, uh, we kept those, basically, I guess you would call them day jobs for bands as a cover yeah. cover job, right? So, you know, we kept those, and what we did is when the label said, hey, we booked you a tour in Europe and UK, and we want you to go over there and support the record. We're like, well, we who's going to pay us? Because we're used to getting paid. They're like, no one's paying you. We're going to help with the expenses, but you're not getting yeah. paid. So we had to take off, like... I th- think we took off four weeks from our residencies, the whole four weeks, yeah. a whole month of our income, and we invested that into the tour in Europe. And luckily, when we landed in Europe and the UK, it just it it was like people were waiting for us. It, yeah, it was really awesome. Like we had no idea that would happen, and we just gambled on it and, and went for it. And we well, all, was, by the way, getting, we yeah. all quit our. All our other bands, like yeah, uh, Satchel and I were doing the Atomic Punks, which is a Van Halen tribute. Lexi had his own band; he was in, and Sticks had his own band. We quit every other band when we got signed and put all our eggs in the one Steel Panther basket <laughs> and went for it. Well, I mean, after doing that for what do you say, thirteen years, was it getting boring too? I mean, like no, this- it was not getting boring. It, it was. Like I said, it was like a slow rise for us. So, you know, we, we were in Green Valley Ranch, Empire Ballroom, and then we're now at the House of Blues on the Sunset Strip. That was like such a big deal and such a big yeah. accomplishment for us that we were stoked to be there. Yeah. And then we're doing the House of Blues on Sunset. That was, that, it's like the most, we started out at the, key, or at the uh, Viper Room, small venue, Roxy, medium-sized venue, Key Club, pretty big place. House of Blues. Yeah, sure. The hugest venue on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. So, Rest like I peace, said, that man. slow rise kept going up, and it was exciting for us. And during all that time, we were working on a TV show with Comedy Central, yeah. you know, and the pilot and all that stuff. So, there's a lot of excitement around that. It's crazy. Uh, it's, it is crazy. It's It's been just so, so crazy. And, I mean, going to, you know, obviously, a lot of your music is it's comedy, there's a lot of jokes. You're, you're, you're like, when you're bringing that to other countries and stuff, was there a fear that maybe they're not going to get it? It's not going to work the same way? Some of the, like, banter? I mean, I don't know if you guys have been to Asia much. You have a one of your hit songs, Asian Hooker. I don't know how that goes over, like, when you play in Japan. Um, I don't know. It's Was there a fear there? Because obviously it worked out. Well, we uh, did OzFest Oz in Tokyo. And uh, well, the first one we did was I think it was called Loud Fest, okay. if I'm not mistaken, and uh, like a massive festival, one of it those, was a, a big yeah. festival, and we went on at like three in the afternoon, and it was completely just packed for every band, not yep. just us. It started, I think they started playing bands at 10 a.m. Wow, and it was just people were just watching every single band, and uh, Stick says, "What are we going to open up with?" And I go, "I don't know." Eyes of a <laughs> Panther. He goes, "No, let's open up with Asian Hooker." And I'm like. Are you kidding me? And we went out and we started the night off with Asian Hooker. Just pushed all in, in Tokyo. Right there. Yeah. We just <laughs> said, fuck it, let's go for it. And we did it. And we realized that a lot of people didn't really understand what we were singing about. 
you know. And that was probably a good thing. And then we came back and did the Ozfest. It was kind of the same thing. And and then we came back and did our own tour over there. And but it's so far like Germany, I would say, was the hardest one to read in the sense mm-hmm. that I don't know if these fuckers want to kill us or they love us. Because they're not looking like they're having a good time. <laughs> and it turns no. out they fucking love it. They're so in the dirty. Like, really in the dirty. And they love metal. Yeah. So the combination was just... it's Man, I'm, we do really... It's really fun in Germany. <laughs> and no, it's I, a huge place. I love Germany. It's My band is amazing there, too. It's probably our best market. And we always talk... I always talk about, on this podcast, the review... Yeah, which is after you meet somebody after your show, they always come up to you and they say, "Your show tonight, pretty good. Last time, much better." <laughs> right, and then it's like, "Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? Thank you." Yeah, okay. And then they'll say things like, "Last time you play fifteen songs. This time only fourteen. Why is this? Why? Why you cheat us? <laughs> yeah, but but they keep coming back. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing doing interviews there. It's uh, at first it was scary because you know we don't know what to expect i mean (laughs) my only experience was hawaii as a kid that was it you know in canada maybe like calgary but as far (laughs) as like going to europe is a complete yeah whole new world man and like i was telling you the excitement just kept going for us you know we we trans you know we went from the cover band to the original band and i remember the first day we noticed the first show where we noticed that we made the transition is when we were playing vancouver and we're doing, we start. We used to play the Commodore all the time, right? All the time. Yeah. And we do this, you know, we're doing a set and we don't know before the show, should we, are we a cover band or we, what do we do here? Because our first record to come out. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, we'll just open up with four of our songs and then we'll do some Bon Jovi. Because, you know, that's what we, we're cover band. We got to do that. Right. And we start playing Bon Jovi and people are like, boo. Oh, yeah. And we're yeah. like, oh my God. We're not a cover band anymore. They, they actually bought tickets to hear our record. They have no idea we're a cover band. They bought the record, got tickets, and came to the show. So it was it was really cool. But always do Van Halen. That always works. Everyone loves yeah. Van Halen. Well, I was looking at your set list. I don't want to spill the beans for people coming out on this tour. But oh, they I don't think you're playing. Online. Don't worry. Are you change it? No, they can look online. They can. Set list FM, man. I know, I know. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm guilty of... Um, of looking at like my, like myself, I don't like to spoil shows that I want to see. But yeah. sometimes I'm like, I want to. I do. See. I want to know when I'm going to stay or when I'm going to leave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we don't do a bunch of new songs on on our tours because people don't know them. You know, they may hear them in the car, and I don't know about you, but even when I heard Van Halen 1984 when it first came out, I was like, that's an okay record. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, now it's like legendary. Right. You know, and so, you know, people, when you it first- It takes time. It, it takes time for yeah. a record to seep in because you have your own expectations of what you want to hear. And if it doesn't exceed that, or I mean, if it doesn't match that expectation, then you might have to live with it for a little bit if yeah. you're a super fan. But yeah, well, so, you know, I, I like to look at the set. Yeah. 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 Well, you're not playing any covers, are you? No. Maybe. Are there places that you do it, like, st- or like you feel like you have to still, like, are, there, are people expect it, like maybe in Vegas, because you guys still well, do that we sometimes. Unfortunately, we haven't played Vegas in, in quite some time, but yeah. yeah, we do struggle with that because Vegas still we have a following that has been with us for a long time, and uh, so we do. We we usually will do a combination there, but you know, we last year we did the whole um, Sunset Strip. 
live right, yep. tour. Yep. Excuse me. And that basically was a, uh, you know, it was basically our show that we used to do back in the day on the Sunset Strip. So we brought in all the covers and stuff and right. and did that. So now we're, we're, we're in the mindset of like, oh, well, we got to change up our last tour and we just should just do original stuff. Yep. No, I, I prefer the originals when I see you guys. So, um, like how many times, especially now, like I love Bon Jovi as much as the next guy, but how yeah. many times have I heard that song? Like it's, right. do something know, different. Like, right. So, um, new Steel Panther album, Heavy Metal Rules is out now. LP five. Yeah. Is that, that crazy? crazy? Yeah. It's crazy. It's an insane number. Did you think you'd get to LP five? Hell no. Like, that I even, didn't. That doesn't include the live record either. Right. That's just studio records. Right. And well, then the live DVD. That was a big deal for us to put out. Yeah. Well, it's not a it's not a sellout record at all. There's no, you know, I, I was kind of I've kind of been waiting for your career to take, like, for you guys to do the like the kind of clean song that kind of just gets you on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you guys have never went there. Like, it's, we won't, we there's won't, more f words and more why. vulgar you know why? shit because we won't get on the radio. Even if we do that. And it's not what we want to do artistically. We want to right. do what we like to do. you know. And the reality is, really, we're not going to get played on the radio. People, I mean, especially in America. We get played on the radio in, in Germany. But, you know, <laughs> Germany's a whole different beast, right? Yeah, it is. But it's just the way it is, man. The brand has been branded. Steel Panther is a dirty, non-PC band. And if you play them then you're associated with us and that's just the way it is. If well, you, you're on the you show. I'm a, now I'm 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 in bed with you guys now. I know. I mean, they got right. you on the show. Say I, goodbye to Clear Channel. I would have had you <laughs> I would have had you on the show uh in the first month though because I don't know, this is like this is in essence what uh, like the whole point of my show is to talk to people from different walks of life about what we do. Yeah. Well, and, we do what we want to do. Yeah. And you I think really that, do. I think that's what is attractive to people, I think, because we just really just, I mean, it's not like we're trying to fake it and come up with all these ideas to wow people. It's just, I mean, you're in a band, you understand. I mean, you hear the songs and it's not, it's the real, it's just real shit. It is real shit. I mean, it's just real stuff that every band laughs about when they're fucking on tour, but they can't sing about it in their serious band. The fucking fucking line you had about the drum tech. (laughs) It's true. Like, yeah, it was true. It's true. It's all true. It's, it's it's all true. But then, it's not all true because like you're a pretty good dude. Like you know, it's well. Listen, I'm not. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but you know, we also are living. We've lived those experiences too right. as well. You know, this is. I mean, we're. I'm 54 years old. <laughs> it's been a long road for me, and I've learned what works for me and what doesn't work for me anymore. And uh, but you know, yeah, man, we. All those all those songs came from experiences that we have had. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Except for the shocker, I've never given the girl. No, I've given the girl a shocker. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I had a fan question real quick while we're on the topic. Yeah, I love that. Uh, this this is, comes from Andre Nielsen. He asks Michael, "I need a rough estimate on the amount of puss you have crushed." Hmm. He needs this. This is important. Well, Andre, Andre. He's from right. Australia, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, I got to be honest with you, dude. It's the number's not that high, and uh, I'm very picky. Like, oh yeah, super picky. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Okay. Yep. No, even so, before, so, even, so rough estimate is uh, probably. Well, let's start weekly, and we can add it up. 
right? So <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. We're That's, going statistically. Okay, yes. Well, how I many per what, week? I okay, don't know yeah. how, to, uh, how else I add it up? On a good week, maybe one a week, right? Okay, That's a good week. Okay, you know, and then some other. So let's say, let's say an average month would be two. Okay. Okay, so there's 52 weeks in a year. That's 104 chicks a year. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. So that's no, not too much. Yeah, 104. It's not that many. That's Well, that's two a week. You said two, two a week, yeah. Two a week, okay. Two a week. You said two but a no, month. You have to account for your time off, too, as well. You know what I mean? So when you're right. home, it's like not it's not as active. You got to take a break. What about three ways? Three ways. Uh, Does that factor into the yeah, equation? Not really, no. Okay. Because three ways make up for, I guess... If two two a week would be probably accurate. So you're Even not quite including at, three ways. You're not quite at Will Chamberlain numbers. Fuck no, or Gene Simmons. Yeah, what, what I mean, you have Will to Chamberlain fuck some number ugly, was twenty thousand. Yeah, you got to fuck some ugly chicks to get that number. <laughs> Straight up. Well, I mean, not fifty four years, but uh, if you're talking about a hundred a year, how many? That's that's a lot, dude. That's, Is it? I mean, that, are we talking about over a thousand? I guess I don't know. I've never really. Did the numbers okay. for? Hey, well, I'll just tell you this: I'm STD free. That was that's so funny that you no. say that because that's the next question from Zach Weisenberger. Yeah. Oh, is he German? He must. Be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he asks, asks uh, "Have you been to the doctor recently to get checked out?" Yeah, dude, all the time. All the time. I guess yeah. Well, and to. not just for STDs. I mean, I get an annual checkup, man, physical. You know, get my blood work done, make sure my testosterone's pumping hard. Oh, yeah? Yeah, get all, check for cancer, all that stuff, because yeah. I want to keep on rocking for a long time. Well, on a serious note, you did have some vocal issues yeah. for this last record. I did. Yeah, has that happened to you before? No, it's the first time I ever dealt scary. with that. Yeah, it, put it this way. It was so scary for me that I didn't want to talk about it. That's how scary it was. It was scary in every aspect, not only losing my voice... Fearing, fearing the end, fearing me being weak, all that shit. Oh man! And you know, perception of other people, what they would think of me, and then I just, as I started recovering from, it, I was like, oh my god, man, I'm gonna tell everyone about it because there's other singers that might be going through it and need to know that you can get through it. You know, so here's right. what happened. Yeah, I ended up with a little callus on my vocal cord. Okay, and I, and then it, it kind of exploded into a blood blood blister, right? And so when I got home from tour and I was singing in the studio in November of last year, it's my voice sounded different. And um, so I went to my voice guy, he checked it out, he said, oh, you have like a, a note on your voice. I'm like, what? Anytime I've ever heard anyone talk about a note, the only stories I've ever heard were, you're never going to sing again. That's right. what I heard. And so he goes, he put me on vocal rest for like a week. And that means no talking. Yeah. So I did that. So depressing. It is the most isolating, depressing, scary thing ever. But the the good thing is I went back to him and he said, hey, it's gone down, but it's not going to go away. It's it's a thick callus, so you need to get it cut out. Oh, wow. So we had to delay the recording of the record and scrap everything I recorded because there was a weird undertone in it. And we had to postpone our tour. And I got the surgery done. And I had to go on vocal rest for three weeks, I think it was. Really? So nothing for three weeks at all? Yeah, I mean, talk? the first week I didn't so that say was, shit. that's after the surgery? Yeah. So what's the surgery like? Pretty simple. I went in his office, scared out of my brain, thinking my whole world's ending. I'm going to let all my you know, band members down. And I was completely 
just devastated. Like I felt like the end of the world had hit me. You know, and I have family and people to take care of. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do if I can't sing. And it's brutal, man. And so I ended up going into the office. It was in Beverly Hills for my doctor. I don't know why I told you that. Just me. <laughs> it was in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and anyways, because Beverly Hills is scary. Because either you're going there for a facelift or a fucking abduct, uh, something. Right, right. Like, how are those things the same? Yeah, they're you not know? the same. Right. I, but in retrospect... I got a vocal lift. So anyways, <laughs> I went there. I laid down. He put me in a twilight with some Valium and something else that was killer. I okay. highly recommend that okay. for recreational use. And uh, I woke up, and I was out of it. I drove, didn't drive. I got driven back to my uh, house, and I laid down, and that was the end of it. And then I just started. So you took, And then after that three weeks of no talking? I started vocal rehab after that. Yeah. And that's when I realized that I had to relearn how to sing because I've been dealing with this callus for longer than I knew. And, you know, callus, I don't know if you know. Anyways, so my vocal cords were different. The callus was shaved off, so I had to relearn how to sing. And so uh, I took vocal rehab lessons and, and learned a bunch and gained a bunch of new knowledge that I had never known. And, um, and now my voice is better than it was five years ago. Wow. So the, the, it's to me, it's a success story. story. Yeah, totally. Totally. The fact that you're still here doing it. Yeah, I mean, so if anybody's dealing with lot- that, any singers that are dealing with that, just go get yourself checked out. And, you know, my guy's really good, so if anyone needs him, just email me. <laughs> okay. And I'm still vaping, so just take that That'll into consideration. That'll kill you. That shit'll kill you, literally. That's what they say. Yeah. Yep, so will Jack Daniels and cocaine. And yeah. dirty pussy. Yeah, yep. all of them will. Yep. All of them will. Are you a lot more careful now, though? With your like, do you warm up more? Uh, are you guys like with your tour routing? Are you doing planning for more days off, like that kind of shit? The only thing we try to try to look out for is sleep deprivation. That's that's the oh, that's what kills you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like we'll, when we do fly dates, or yeah. we have a flight in between a date, or whatever the case may be, border. All that shit you don't think about until you're fucking woken up by the border patrol. Yep. Um, yeah, the sleep thing is really important. So we're our drummer requires about five hours sleep. <laughs> I require eight and a half. Yeah. You know, for, and it's purely because that's what I need it for my voice. You yeah. Know? Singing's a. It's such a weird thing. Like I don't understand the science. What the fuck does sleep have to do? Like I understand water because right. like that's hydration and there's it's a moving part. But what like what sleep? It's, it's weird. I don't know. That, I think it's just like turning off your computer. You know, instead yeah. of just shutting it, it's like you turn it off and it reboots and everything's cool and you turn it back on. And I feel like that's what a nap does for me too sometimes. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's what we did. We tried to do that. We tried to like uh, not do too much radio in the morning. Oh, and, that's horrible. You know, that's, but you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough balance because I, we want to do it because we want everyone to, to hear our new music and all that stuff. So it's a tough balance. Yeah. But if they're not going to hear anything if I can't sing. So yeah, that's and that's, that's scary why shit. we're talking right now, right? Please no, I appreciate syndrome, you doing right? it because, like, I know so a lot of people that would go through what you would have gone through would be like no fucking interviews, no talking before the show. Like, but yeah. for me, I find I have to a little bit. Like, if I go into it too cold, yeah, it's kind of good to be up and around and talking yeah. all day. That's you know, uh, if I'm if I'm hurting, I don't normally warm up. What I'll do is I'll like get in the shower. 
and do that. Maybe sing a little bit in the shower. But as far as like traditional warm up, I very rarely do that. And Mm -hmm. I just try to not talk as much because I like to fucking talk. And that's (laughs) one thing I have to like just chill out or change the note of my talk. Kind of go here instead, you know? Oh, that helps? Yeah, it helps a lot because then I'm down here and it's always grinding there. Or I can go up here and it's a little clearer, you know? Yeah. Because I've been grinding and talking a lot today. So I try to change the timbre. Just a little Interesting bit. Interesting that that, yeah, I guess that it wearing, it like wears you down in a different way, kind of? Yeah, no, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it and so that. like I just think about being this high instead, man. Okay, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. No, there's nothing worse than like a loud bar, though, and you're talking yeah, over and for something. Yeah, and I think I did that this tour. I went oh, yeah. out a couple times after, and I'm talking over Van Halen <laughs> shit. Or whatever actually, was I'm I actually you. met you, speaking of loud bars, I was so drunk that I barely remember. Oh, that's killer. Uh, and I don't know about you, you... I can't really remember. I, mean, I can't really remember. It was in Brisbane, Australia. I was hanging out with some people, and I was like, "Oh, were you like we at our show?" They're like, no, we were at Steel Panther show. Like, Fucking Steel Panther was is in town, and and literally, like, I looked at the door, and you walked in, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, it was a fucking bar called Crowbar, Crowbar." In, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Bris- Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane. Yep. Yeah, and I yeah we we. I don't know. I didn't yep. just said hi to you or whatever. We used to go but I was a fucked. lot. I was fucking hammered. Yeah, everyone's hammered at crowbar. Yeah, but I get this weird like um, jet lag, where I almost call it like reverse jet lag, where I can't really sleep and then I'm just like awake and then I'm not really even tired anymore. Yeah, it's a weird this, feeling. Yeah, and that happens I don't all think the time I've in Australia. Been, I don't think I've ever been to Japan and felt normal. Because it's such yeah. a such a mind fuck with the time difference and the change and being jet lagged. Same thing with Australia. It takes yeah. a. By the time we get to Perth, I'm like, all right, man, I'm adjusted. Yeah, because the tours are so short. Because there's so few places to play. Yeah, Two weeks. By the time max. you're adjusted, then you head back and then you're fucked up again. Yep. And it's like you can have this literally like a month of jet lag. Dude, one know? tour we did, we played. We did the tour of uh, Australia and we ended in Perth. Then we yeah. got up, didn't sleep that night. After the show, because we had an early flight, we flew to Sydney, then we flew to LAX, and then we flew to London, and then we flew oh, from no. London to Helsinki, and started the next tour. And that was an eight-week run. It was fucking brutal, man. No. That's called heavy metal. Heavy metal. That's why we're sitting here right now, from that hard work, man. That's right. I, I guess so, man. Yeah. I guess so. Hey, you know what? When I was a little kid, and I used to dream about being in Van Halen... Yeah, I never dreamed about anything but the glory part. You know, the fun part, being on stage. You know, that's the part that matters the most. That's when the party begins. But man, there's like 23 hours or 22 and a half hours <laughs> of all the other stuff yep. nobody really thinks about. And it's you have you have to take care of yourself a little bit. You can't just do blow and fuck bitches all the time. You have to like right. sleep, eat food that's good for you. Like I. Have these new? Yeah, what are these? They're are spicy, these, sweet chili Doritos. I want to take a look. Are these the? These aren't the vegan ones, are they? Oh, they are the vegan ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you know that you're vegan right now? Hell no. Yeah, these are the. Uh, yeah, because I'm vegan, so these are. Uh, these are good. These are. How good. do you know they have one? Do they say that? No, it just I just know. They oh, used yeah. to be called. They used to be called sweet chili heat. Yeah. And and this those the same color, so I figured these are the ones. But yeah. No, it Was says, a, it says conto- contains soy and wheat ingredients, so there's no milk in these. Cool. So there you go. Yeah, they're really good. But obviously, they're not a good source of vitamin C, but who cares? I do take vitamin D because there's no sun out right now. You take vitamin D? Yeah. 
Actually? Yeah. You're a big vitamin guy? No, I'm not a vitamin guy. But Just vitamin D. I got my blood work done. I was low on vitamin D, so. Mostly vitamin B for me. That's the beer vitamin. Uh-huh. So one of the, uh, I'd say there's a few really great standout tracks on the new record. My personal favorite is Always Gonna Be a Ho, I would say. Um, are you a big fan of that one? I am. So I, I love the video, but what's funny is when I first heard the song, I thought the lyrics were different. I thought you were saying what? that you were tasting your the lady your lady friend's mouth on Satchel's dick rather than his dick on her mouth. And I was oh. like <laughs> and I was like, that's an amazing line. And I was like, Oh shit, I misheard it wrong. Yeah, well we try to be amazing. That's like a German question. That would have been such an amazing line, but obviously you're not amazing enough to do the way I thought it would be. Exactly. That's exactly what I just did. But you know what though? I, it used to be Lexi's dick, <laughs> and I thought, she wouldn't be sucking Lexi's dick. She'd be sucking my dick, so I changed the words, and I don't think he knew it until the record came out. Really? It was changed? It yeah. was actually recorded that way, and then he changed it? Yeah, I changed but it. But like Lexi, let's be honest, he's not. He's by himself. You don't even know if he know? gets his dick sucked by like, chicks. Probably not. Right? Right. It's a very like up in the air kind of question. Yeah, Is I Is Lexi say- gay? He, he, I don't know. Is he gay? I'm are, asking are, you. Are all of you guys gay, though? No, no let's be serious now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is yeah. Lexi gay? In your opinion? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. All right. That's my... That's my. Yep. Awesome. Or this maybe is... he's not sure. Oh, you can't backtrack. Well, sometimes, though, you, you can be gay and you're really gay, you're just, but you're not sure yet. Yeah, I you guess are. you're right. But he is 50. I think you might know by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you not telling all, you. I'm telling you, you guys all look really good. Uh, thank you. I'm not going to tell you your sexuality. No, don't. Please don't. Uh, and your latest single, Gods of Pussy, Ooh, is out now. Oh, yeah. Great video. That's a labor of love for me. Uh, that yeah? song. Yeah, man. I love that song. Uh, talk to me about, uh, yeah, talk to me about the songwriting process for uh, Gods of Pussy. Was that a satchel joint? Well, that was, uh, like I said, our songs are biographies, basically. Mm-hmm. So. And I know you're in a band, so you understand when you go to a town that you've been to, there's going to be someone that you know there. Yes. You know, and that's just the way life works. If you are friendly and you make friends, you're going to see them again when you come back. And it's, it can be nice and comforting. But there's times when it can be difficult to navigate your old friends with your new friends. Yes. So it's, uh, it's hard to play. I don't know how to do it. It's still confusing for me. And I don't, you know, one of the things that we say in community property is just be honest with your significant other and let right. them know that right. you're Cox community property. Life's a lot easier if you're all in the same playing field, right? And the same thing with God's a pussy. I mean, you have to just really, it's just the way it is. Sometimes it's hard when all the girls want to so fuck you. So God's a pussy probably helps explain the situation. It really people, does, yeah. Right now they're, oh, okay. Now that we've heard this song, not only... Are you reinforcing the fact that you are the gods of pussy? Well, let me just say that. Let me just say this. Mm -hmm. Gods of pussy is more of an infomercial, I guess, for becoming your own god of pussy. Okay. Because it's hard for us to do it, so we're just like trying to give back to the community and let guys know that they're not alone and you can be a god of pussy too. And it's just, it's hard to navigate it, but it can be done, you know, and... The best thing for me is just to be straight up with every girl that comes. Go, look, I got another chick coming. Sorry. 
you know? Right. If you want to join us, that's cool, too. You know right. what I mean? And if you're navigating that kind of pussy, then you deserve the title God of Pussy. God of Pussy. I think. It's a great It's a great. So video. you, I just crown you God of Pussy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Wow. wow. And I mean, God I is such a to... heavy word. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. people associate God with a lot of different things all over the world. <laughs> and, you know, the guy right outside our bus may think a different concession God than you do, right? Right. So for me, God is just good, orderly direction. That's it. That's all it stands for. Wonderful. Right. That's great. You use guys. Use a condom. Uh, okay. No. See, you don't use condoms. You don't use condoms? No. Ever? Yes. Sometimes, depending on what the, the girl situation? smells like. Huh? Do you kind of feel out the situation? Well, that's an ignorant way to look at it, I would imagine. If you're if you're like talking to somebody that's actually responsible, but yes. Yeah. Well, typically if the girl asks, you don't need to use one. Huh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to use that all the time now. Thank you. Yeah. Are you asking me to work on them? We don't need one. But that means that she asks everyone. Oh, See? that's true. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. And then you just go, yeah. you just do a prom date. <laughs> just a tip, please. Just a tip. See how it feels. You guys, when you guys do your videos, uh, do you have a big uh, hand in the treatments? Or does the kind of director kind of come up with the master plan? Because all your videos are so good. Thank you. Uh, what we normally do is we have a few directors, a handful of ones that we really like to work with. And um, and then we try to bring new directors into the fold. So what mm-hmm. we do is we'll send them the song, five or six directors, and let them write treatments for it. Yeah. And see what they come up with. And then sometimes we'll have something to give them to spitball from. Right. And, uh, and then we just read it all through them and pick out which one we think is the funniest and that which one could actually be done for the budget submitted? Sure. You know what I mean? Because yep. some of them sound killer if you get a helicopter. Well, the God's a Pussy one, like, that looks pretty big budget. I don't know if it is or not, but it looks, like, crazy. Yeah, it's it's a really... We we spent some money. We we actually... Yes, we saved money for our videos. And, yeah. we don't, and nobody pays for them except for us. We pay for all our own stuff. And then, you know, we... we What's the word I'm looking for? I mean, we're we're our own label, yeah. Basically, no, I noticed that that you know you look at the first four albums are on Universal, and then the next ones on Steel yeah. Panther Records or whatever you guys you know call. We it. started doing that for uh, All You Can Eat. Yeah, we because uh, our manager's like, you know what, you guys should just do your own label, and yeah. you'll make more money. And we were scared, but and Universal was fine with it. They're like, oh, we don't know what to do with you anyway. So <laughs> see you later. Yeah, what what a band to sign! Like your original A and R guy must have just been. It like, wasn't an it, A&R guy. It was Monty Littman. He's the okay. the president of Universal Republic. Right. <laughs> he came and, he and just, saw his play. He's like, oh my God, this is killer. And we didn't sign with him right away. We're like, we don't want to sign with a big machine. Like, We'll get fucked. Well, yeah, right. Right? And then like eight months later, he came back. He's like, let's do this, man. And we're like, fuck, let's do this. What did he hurt? Because you guys were playing some original songs. Like you had the... The metal school album already out. Yeah, we had a did? metal we had a metal school record out, and it had Asian uh, fat girl on it. Yeah, yeah, and death hall with metal, right, and a couple other songs. It was just an EP, and then you know, we also played a few of our. We played those songs live too as well, and then we also had recorded other songs. We recorded Asian hooker, 
and uh, community property already. And so he had, they've already heard those songs. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so they did, they had heard them. So yeah. they did kind of they did know what they were getting into. Right. That's amazing. That's that's really crazy, man. But he was the one who picked Death Album Metal for our first single. The, oh yeah. Was that really like was his idea for that just to be, basically be like fuck you we're here? Like, yeah, I really thought it would be Eyes of a Panther. I thought that's the song we should go with. That way we'll get radio airplay. And it'll be a great introduction to the yeah. band, and then it will get dirty. Well, did you know that "Eyes of the, uh, the Panther" is your number one track on Spotify? Yes, I did. Which know is that. interesting because it's like your cleanest song. Yeah, is that does that? Well, it also was on a, a couple of video games too, as well. Uh, so that helps a lot. Okay, yeah. So that's probably why it was on yeah. the video games and it yeah. perpetuated itself. But um, no, man, I, I don't have too much else to ask you. I appreciate your time and talking to me about everything. Anything else to tell the people? Uh, PSA from Michael Starr. When's this going to be on? Uh, whenever. Oh, okay. Then uh, go to my Instagram. Check it out. Instagram? Yeah, it's Michael Starr. Michael Starr? Yeah. Two R's. Two R's at the end, yeah. Got it. Check it out. I got 72,000 followers. Yeah. And I'm trying to beat uh, the singer from Bad Wolves. Him and I are racing right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tommy Vex? Yeah, he's, he's a friend beating of the show. Me. He's beating me right now. What, what's Where did this uh, rivalry come from? Oh, it started when... Uh, when what? Oh, when he uh, was filling in for uh, for Five Finger, remember that when that was all going down? No, I I didn't remember him filling yeah. in. That's wild, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. Good times. Cool. I don't think he knows we're racing. I just I just decided. Are I'm you a racing Bad Wolves him. fan? Yeah, I like them. You a lot. like them? Yeah, they're great. Uh, Tommy is a friend, so yeah, I really do like the band a lot. Yeah, yeah, cool. Big what, fan. Uh, uh, is there any other new newer bands that you like that aren't you know from the eighties? Black Honey, I think they're called. Black Honey. Uh-huh. Do you know them? No. Uh, I really like. Oh God, I haven't been listening to music because I've been touring and my ears hurt from my ears. So I've been listening to. Really, that's not supposed to happen. I know, but I've turned them out too much. So. Oh really? I got, I have you, to, cr- you crank up your pack? Well, like, I have it on limiter, but still, man. Sometimes I'll have it limited, and I have it up, and then I pop my ears, and it gets really loud, and it's my ears just hurt, so I have to. Be careful and well, yeah. aware of that. No, it's true. I always like my ears ring after shows. I'm like, okay, I'll turn my pack down, and then like it just gets louder. Keeps and louder. Louder It's like louder. the hot water in the shower. Yeah. You know, like it's just like, oh, I'll turn up a little bit, and then by the end, you're like yeah. scolding yourself. Yeah, you're all red. Yeah. So I have the our monitor guy limits the amount of source to uh-huh. me, so it can only go up so high. Because girls would come on stage and accidentally put their arm around me and turn my oh, pack all the way up. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. not fun. So now that's eliminated. <laughs> but uh, I like the Struts. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Cool. Struts. I, they were out with uh, White Reaper. That's a band I really like, too. You should check yeah, out. Yeah, they're good. They're like a bit of a throwback. Uh, kind I of. like Crowbot, too. They, we Crow, we yeah, toured them recently, yeah. and they're really so, fun guys, man. Cool. And right now we're on row with Stitch, Stitched Up Heart. It's hard for me to say because I have dentures, and they fall out. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Stitched Up Heart. Yeah, they're cool, man. We've been jamming and hanging out. It's fun. Sweet. Yeah. See, okay, man. Wait, nothing else to tell the people? Nope. Keep Check out Instagram rocking. and keep it rocking and go steal, go see, uh, go see Steel Panther live. Yeah, and, and if you go vegan, try the Doritos. Try the, yeah, what are they? Uh, sweet, uh, spicy, sweet chili. Yeah, peace out. You heard it here first. Before I let you go, uh, I always play music at the end of the podcast. Can you play some Steel Panther? Yes, we can play some Steel Panther, That's absolutely. Because cool. we were talking about it before we turned the mic on, and I want to hear <laughs> a song by us. It's called, it's, it's an anthem for anyone who wakes up in the morning and has to go to work 
work or at night. Yep. And you're in line and someone's pissing you off and you just want to tell them to fuck off. Yeah. This song's called Fuck Everybody. This is highly relatable. Yeah. Everyone can relate to this. It's Everybody. Not, and this just proves, you know, I was talking about it's your fifth album. There has been some growth. Thank it's you. not just drugs no. and hookers. No, it's not. And chicks, and no. it's not all partying. Wait till you hear the show okay. tonight. Okay. You'll I, be, I uh, cannot wait. There's some new stuff in there. It's cool. And Well, here it is. Fuck everybody on Lead Singer Syndrome. Thanks, Michael. Syndrome.
So there is Fuck Everything by Steel Panther. Very, very relatable music. I want to thank Michael so much for doing this, for putting Lead Singer Syndrome back into the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast. It's very important that we have these kind of guests on the show. Next week, I'll be back with another great episode. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure because you do not want to miss it. I will leave you with a tune. Why not make it the song that started it all? The first track on the first record. Here it is. Death to all but metal. On Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week. Camel show 50 cents of